This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. What's up? What's happening? Craig Hoffman here. Logan Paulson there. And it is time to break down the tape of Seahawks and Commanders. Of course, the 29-26 loss for Washington at the buzzer. Uh, We broke down the two-minute drive that ended it all yesterday on take five but logan let's start today's podcast with a larger look at the defense overall um some interesting statistics from this game for sure like you don't often go uh four or 14 uh on third down as a defense like that's a great success rate um right around 30 percent uh and then also give up almost 500 yards so there is a lot to break down here, a lot to try to make sense of um, as we start high level and then zero in. Like, what did you make of what the defense did on Sunday? Yeah, and I think it's, you know, like it's with a group that's not playing great, uh, you know, in terms of like, uh, you know, I guess I guess what I'd say is like they're, they are like a, a middle of the road to bottom of the road or like middle tier to below average uh, group in the NFL right now. And when you watch kind of top flight defenses, I feel like they do a good job of, of finding explosive defensive opportunities. And so what I mean by that is they get turnovers, they get sacks, they, um, you know, they get a lot of TFLs, they get a lot of neutral runs. And that's just not how this team is built right now. Like they are a, they are the definition of Ben Bado break. And I look at this and, and I think the most interesting thing about breaking down this game is I watch every play, I chart every play is that obviously Seattle had a lot of uh, effective kind of offensive production, but they did, the, the defense did find moments where they were able to kind of say, hey, like we've, we've just given up 50 yards of offense, but we're going to stymie this. Like even the first drive, right, where it ends in a field goal, you get a, a basically a TFL or a, ta- a tackle for no game by John after Jamin 
like runs through on a toss crack play. So great job identifying that, right? There's the screen that's almost intercepted. That's the very next play in that sequence. And then you get a cover two, um, cover two shell where they throw a check down and then, um, uh, 36 and 29 make the tackle underneath and it's and it ends up being like a fourth and two and they kick a field goal and so despite all of the kind of negative defensive production prior to that point they end up with three points and it's crazy I mean you you've looked at the game log and I've looked at it too it's it stayed very very tight until that last touchdown pretty much um and even there like I think the thing that's so frustrating and I'm not I'm not trying to absolve them I'm not trying to make excuses but like they did a good job of making plays when they had to make plays. Like even so, the next series, right? It's ends uh, that drive ends at a punt. Benjamin St. Juice has a PBU on Lockett on a post down the field on a third and four. Great job, you know. And it's like some of their some of their defensive production was because the offense played bad. Like on that series where Benjamin St. Juice has the PBU, they Seattle runs like the most ridiculous inside zone of all time, and it ends up being third and six. You're like. That was a way you wasted a down. You wasted a down. Or Ben's or um or Geno Smith misses someone in the flat. That happened twice in this game. Gets mm-hmm. them to second and ten. They're able to maximize, get to a third and five, get off the field. But the point is they're getting off the field. And I think that's the thing that was really interesting about watching this game is they when they had to, they did that consistently until the second to last drive of the game where it's fourth and five and Benjamin St. Juice gets the PI. And then that was their opportunity to get off. They don't get off. They go down and score. And then you get that 26 points. So that was the thing to me that was really fascinating is it wasn't, it wasn't always good. It wasn't always consistent. But when it had to be good or when it had to be consistent or when it had to be lucky, like let's call it what it is. Like when you, when you yeah. got to get a little lucky, you miss a throw, you, you miss a protection, you get a whole – like the, um, at the end of half, for example – uh, when they get the intentional grounding call, like they're in point, they're in a position. Seattle is to get points it's and total brain fart by Geno Smith. Like, what are you doing, man? But good for us. I, I forget what yeah. the exact score at the time was, but it's like nine nine. Yeah, it's and nine nine could, going in half, and that could have been nine to twelve easily, or nine to whatever, because you had f- f- uh, at least nine seconds to kind of run another play. I think so. So basically, what I'm saying is, like, was it always good? No. Was it always pretty? But in those, how many, what was the third down percentage? Four for? They're four for 14. Four for 14. But 10 times in that game, they did what they needed to do when they got off the field. And, I, and I'm not saying that, you know, they, there's a ton of chunk plays. Like I chart red and green in terms of defensive production in the graph. And you go down and it's like red, 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 red. There's a green, there's another green, there's a green, three and out. And you're like, how do you quantify that? You know, how do you quantify these 10, like not 10, but four consecutive 10 plus yard plays by them, a 10 yard run, a a 15 yard play pass to get to the sequence of three where it's good and they got off the field and they did it the whole game, except for the last drive until until the last two drives where they give up a touchdown and then they give up the game winning field goal. Um, And that's obviously the huge difference in the game is, is, you know, they're pretty stout. Uh, or like they they don't totally break until the end, yeah. but like I think I think what I would counter with um, to the extent that this is a counter, um, what I would add on my thoughts to is, does that inability to get off the field faster earlier wear you down to where you at the end can't bow up in the same way? Like, are you making it so difficult on yourself 
that you are exhausted by the end. Yeah. And I tend to, and especially in a game where like you lose James Smith Williams, so your defensive line rotation becomes yeah. uh, different than what you thought. Um, you know, Emmanuel Forbes is out, so your your D backs are in a different situation than you thought. Yeah. Um, so like you're a little bit shorthanded. Uh, and I I tend to think the answer is yes. Like football is hard. I, I don't have to tell you. You played it for ten years, but like being in an NFL game is hard and it wears down. And your ability to yeah. stay fresh by the end of it is going to be hard. And especially on the defensive side of the football, when you've played eighty plays by the end of the game, like PFF had it at eighty snaps. Yeah. Like that's that's way too many snaps. And part of that is we'll talk about is like, can the offense help you out a little bit and sustain some more drives? But it's also, can you get like the number one reason they play 80 snaps is they can't get off the field faster. And yeah. so I, to answer your like kind of hypothetical question, that's not really that hypothetical of like, how do you grade that is like, I grade that is not very good. Mm -hmm. Like I grade that is not the worst thing ever because you do ultimately get off the field 10 out of 14 times on third down, but you also give up a couple of fourths, or at least the one fourth. The one. Um, yeah. You help you help them out a yeah, couple there was of two, times. There was, two, there was two fourth downs. There was a fourth and one where they got with a tight zone, um, and then I think they got off the field on that drive, and then the next drive, it's the fourth and five, the PI, DK Metcalf. Right, you know, uh, and there's, there's four first downs you give up on penalty. Like, yeah. you help them out a ton, and so you wind up shooting yourself, and it kind of catches up with you at the end, and thus, I think it's hard to say, well, you can, you can say like, hey, the four, the four for 14 on third down was good. That's also who Seattle is. Like Seattle, yeah. Se that's right on par with who Seattle has been all year. How do you get off the field and not give up the 64-yarder and, and some of these? Like, Seattle that's had more explosive yeah. plays in this game than they had basically all year. They had more 10-plus play drives in this game than they had basically all year combined. Yeah. And so... Uh, I would say that's not very good defensively, even if they did come up big in some key situations, because it ultimately culminates in you not being able to do it in the, while you did it in some big moments, you couldn't do it in the biggest of moments, probably because you've been on the field so much and are exhausted. Yeah. And I think that's, that's probably more offense related. And we'll talk about that more when the offense is up, but uh, I think that's, it's, a, it's all valid. I think, uh, you know, the other one that's tough is the explosive play to um, Walker. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ken and, Walker. Uh, again, like, you know, um, Percy gets a lot of heat for missing that tackle, but Danny Johnson misses the tackle first, you know, mm -hmm. like he's supposed to come up and make that tackle. So, uh, obviously, um, I don't know. I, so, that that's a, that's a really interesting kind of thought experiment, and I think it's it's somewhat compelling in the sense that as an offensive player, if we're not scoring touchdowns, we're that's a lost drive for us in, in my perspective. And so, I don't care how many plays we have, how many yards we have. There was um, in 2010, uh, we were when Kyle first was here, or 2011, I forget exactly when it was. We were the fourth rated offense in yards per game that year. And we were the 26th ranked offense because we couldn't score points. Like we kick field goals, we do all that stuff. And so, to me, I always go back to that. And I'm like, if you're not scoring points, I don't really care how many yards you get. You got to score points to win the game. And so, um, to your point, I think that there is there. Yes. Could they be better? Absolutely. But did they essentially do what they were supposed to do? Quote unquote. And again, I think there's this expectation with this defense that they are going to be better than they are. I think we need to acknowledge the fact that they're like a middling defense. And I, think they're, I mean, statistically, they're worse than that. They're the yeah. worst team in the league in yards per game and the second worst scoring defense. Um, right. I have to check the updated like DVOA numbers, but like they're, they're a bottom five unit. So I, I'm, I, my expectation is pretty low, but for them, 
to get off the field pretty consistently on third down when they had to is a big deal. Now, that explosive play is a backbreaker. So, like, they get that explosive play, that's the only touchdown they have in the first three quarters of the game, right? Is that correct? The uh, the, wa- the Walker Walker touchdown? Um, I believe so. I've and then the last – then, then it's the last the last drive of the game or the second last drive of the game. Lockett gets a touchdown on a fourth yep. down conversion. So, I don't yeah, know, man. it's the third quarter touchdown to Walker and then the, the one to – uh, lock it in the fourth. And I hate to be like, that's the difference in the game, but ultimately that's the difference in the game is an explosive catch and run on a check down that I forget when it happened, but I remember thinking like that's second and 10 and that should be third and four. You know what I mean? So like, again, I'm not absolving them of anything, but in terms of playing, playing good in specific situations when they had to and limiting offensive scoring for, to field goals, they did that. And for a group that's been struggling, that's my expectation. And that's good. And they found a way to kind of make Seattle be Seattle. And you want to say that's who Seattle is. And I get that because that's who they are. They've been bad on third down all year. But you got to take advantage of it. You got to keep them being bad on third year, on on third down. And I think they ultimately did a good job of that. And I think you saw some pretty good performances from Jamin, I thought, especially against the run, did a very nice job. Percy, I know he missed the tackle, but this is probably his best game that I've seen him play. PFF had him as their highest graded player. He was awesome. He made a ton of tackles down the field. He made a ton of like big time. Uh, there was a Zach Charbonnet run where he like fights off the receiver and then makes a tackle that probably would have been a touchdown. Great job. He did some great stuff in coverage. He had a tackle for loss that sets up the fourth and five. So great job by him. But great job. And then John, I thought John showed sh- shades of traditional John Allen in this game from a pass run standpoint, really compressing the pocket, working well with Casey Tuhill. So there were some bright spots. Uh, defensively but ultimately like that's the nature of defense in the nfl is is you got to be good for four quarters and for whatever reason you know they could be tired i i really you know i'm I'm frustrated with the offense's production for those for the second and third quarter and i think you really let your defense out there to dry because when you give an explosive offense more opportunities which is what this offense did they're gonna they're gonna find ways against a, a defense that's struggling to score points, and that's what they ultimately what happens here, right? So, um, I, I think that to me is the bigger issue. But ultimately, for a defense that's struggling to get off the field consistently on third down, limit them to field goals outside of the explosive play and outside of the last drive is pretty good. And I thought I thought Jack called a pretty good game. It wasn't a perfect game, but he called a pretty good game. And it's just about you got to make some plays. And, you know, we talked about that the other day and they just didn't do that enough. And again, I wish there was some like great analysis here, but they did a good job of getting off the field on third down until they didn't. And then that led to points or or explosive plays. And that's something we talked about in the pregame show is the stinking explosive plays. And the the play that they score on is not the one that I had envisioned in my head, but that ends up being a deciding factor in the game. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I think it's important here to like delineate between the micro and the macro, right? 
in a micro sense, micro meaning like smaller and for my purposes in the context of the game, I agree with everything you're saying, right? Like they, the relative to expectations, the defense kind of did their job. Like they're just not good. Um, and so they played to their relative, not They didn't play worse than usual. Um, they played, they got off the field. Like they, they forced a bunch of stuff. Um, they're on the field too much and they don't create any turnovers. And those are the things that wind up costing you. And like at the end of the day, unfortunately, their normal is not good enough to win consistently in the NFL, but it did give you a shot in this game. And we'll get to the offense when we get to the offense. I think it's important to point out though, that like in the macro, that's a problem. <laughs> like in, uh, in, uh, in, no in, one's saying it's not a problem. Right. No one's saying it's and, not a and problem. And I just think it's like important to acknowledge that as people are like screaming at their, whatever device they're listening or watching on is like, that's not for the long-term health of the team. That's obviously unacceptable. And that's going to have to be answered for like when they have their, their season ending meetings and sit down and go like, okay, well, hey, the defense, whatever. It's like, yeah, no, you guys were t pretty terrible. Uh, I, I looked it up. They're 30th in, in DVOA now uh, on defense. So, like, no matter what stat you look at, it's really bad on defense. And that's not good when you had a defensive head coach. And um, obviously, the DC has had a pretty up-and-down tenure here. But you've had four years to build it. And this is, at the end of the day, what you built. Like, that's, that's not good. But within the context of this game, I think they, like, Jack did call, like, I thought he had a good plan. You know, yeah. Seattle had not been able to sustain drives all year, and it's like, okay, we're going to make you sustain drives. They proved they could against this defense, which, again, macro, not good. Micro, okay, how do you adapt and adjust? He starts bringing a little bit more pressure. That kind of works until the moment that it doesn't. But right. the problem is no plan is execution-proof. No plan is good enough if your players don't make plays. And I'm talking little plays of, like, not missing tackles. Just make the, the tackles you're in position for. Um, and that's Danny, that's Percy, et, et cetera, on the, the big play. Or can you go out and, and make something special happen? Can you, you know, Ron talked about this um, either post-game or on Monday, one of his two press conferences, I can't remember which. But he's like, you know, we had our hands on balls and couldn't get interceptions. Like, we got to make those plays. And that's going to that's gonna help us get off the field before the third down. And and I think that is the thing that, like, you look at and you go, okay, well, why, if they're able to be 4 of 14 on third down, why is it so bad? And it's because they never can really help themselves by doing anything extra. They haven't been creating turnovers with any regularity. They're only able to kind of accept gifts from a guy like Desmond Ritter and that is an unsustainable way to play defense in the NFL if you want to win football games. Yeah, and I think when you look at like the top flight defenses, like we talked about, I talked about that at the start of this kind of conversation is they're able to find like what I would call like a defensive explosive, like something that just right. puts the offense in a tough position. Like I think back to the um, the New York game, for example, and that defense is not good, but they were able to find what I would characterize as explosive plays for the defense and sacks, tackle for losses, unblocked pressures all those types of things because it's much more difficult to operate an offense in second and 15 than it is in first or second and five and i think that's kind of what's going on here and i and you know and i think it's important to acknowledge some deficiencies in the plan um obviously like there was some i thought you got to give your tip your hat to seattle here and to a certain extent like when they get in cinco they try to run the ball a little bit and then they realize hey why are we trying to run the ball they have they have less coverage players let's just throw these comebacks to dk unlock it and get these nice 12 15 yard chunks and that i get hats off to seattle 
that's one of the things about having explosive playmakers on offense is it just lets you touch the field in a way that's very unique. And I do think as much as we want to kind of poo-poo Gino's season this year, I think he he was very efficient in this game, taking those opportunities and making big time throws. Like on the last drive, for example, the play the play that leads to that fourth down sequence where Benjamin St. Juice gets the PI is a 20-yard completion on a play pass to Tyler Lockett where he kind of layers it over. Jamin Davis is outstretched oh, fingertips. Oh, that throw is sick. And he had a couple of those in this game that were, that were I don't want to say elite, but borderline elite. And so I, I think Jamin's in a pretty good spot. I, I think the coverage is pretty good, and that's a good throw. Even on the touchdown, we, which we just watched, to Lockett, and you can argue about St. Juice's position or whatever, but he is draped over Lockett's back. His hand is reaching for the football, and Gino puts that a yard and a half outside the pylon, and Lockett keeps his feet in bounds, and it's, I don't know how you defend that, really. You know, like, he's his position's good. So, like you said, there's there no defensive call, no technique is 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 kind of offensive execution proof. And, I, and I'm not absolving the defense of any responsibility here, but I think it's important to acknowledge that Seattle did some good things offensively. They had some creative run schemes. They blocked effectively. And... It's it's tough when you have these dynamic playmakers. You're going to have light boxes, and you saw that a couple times in this game. So ultimately, it comes down again to that third down number for me in that they did enough 10 times in this game to get off the field. They limited this explosive offense to three points multiple times, and it comes down really to the, to, to the explosive play, really, which is so so frustrating because that's a, that's a gimme. That's a freebie that they got because it's two missed tackles. And then it's the um, it's the it's the t- last touchdown drive of the game where you get it on a fourth and five. So I I hate to break it down to like two moments, but ultimately prior to that, I think what's the score to that? It's sixteen or nineteen nineteen, right? Yeah. And like that's a pre- like step back midway through the fourth quarter. That's a pretty good defensive performance. And then all of a sudden, you need to make a play when you got to make it. And, and again, they they haven't been playing super well. They haven't been super efficient. But, um, like, that's my perspective is that, right. that, that fourth down numbers, it's a strong number. Like, I don't know what to say. And they, they Seattle wasn't able to capitalize on it. Yeah, 19 the th- points. The third down of, number. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I hear you. Um, and you have to be able to finish. And, like, this is, this is kind of my mantra. And it's funny because, like, there's definitely been, I can't remember which team it was, but in recent memory, there was a team that, and it might have been one of these teams that was like finish. And that was their thing on their, their t-shirt right. throughout the year. Yeah. And like, you know, that's the problem. And, and the, you know, there's good players in this league and there's good players on basically every team in this league. And the difference is like, are you going to do it 90% of the time? Like most teams, or are you going to do it hundred percent of the time? And that's how you win. And so yeah. these margins are so small, which I appreciate you, you know, pointing out. And it's just, that is what it is. It's even the it's like even the one with St. Juice at the end of the game, right? You're in two man. I like the call. You know, like the call for two man. And then St. Juice is defending a corner. I understand the situation. Like Yeah. But you, you got to make the play. And and I think it's those those and so what I would say is that outside of like five plays defensively and this is this is the nature of this defense. And this is what we're going to talk about every single week with this defense until the end of the season is they played pretty good. And I'm not even going to say pretty good. I feel like there were times where like they struggled. It's like they were reeling a little bit, but they found a foothold in certain moments and are able to get off the field. So good for them. That's what you're supposed to do defensively. And like I think about the fumble that they got, um, Seattle got on the Sam Howell thing. 
That mm-hmm. that's a three and out. Like who would have thought this defense right. would get a three and out in that situation and get zero points? So there was a, they got a little lucky, they got a little good, but ultimately because of the third down thing, they're in they're in a competitive ball game until the last two drives of the game, and because of the explosive play that I keep going back to that explosive play, it like just I want to grind my teeth. It's so frustrating because that that is that's a huge a huge a huge play in yeah. this game, and it's one that it's one that they consistently let up. Is that kind of right? Random I think that's explosive. the frustration. Is like that's not that's the rule, not the exception. Right. And if and it was, if that was an exception, you'd be like, dang. But if it's like every week, it's like, well, yeah, of course they gave one up. They always give one up. Yeah. Thank God it was only one this week instead right. of, you know, instead of three. Um, but at the same time, like they gave up a ton of explode, like non touchdown explosives as well. Um, yeah. Even if they mm-hmm. bowed up after and were able to get off the field, like it's harder to win that way because the field position game sucks and your time of possession sucks and you wind up wearing yourself down and all those things that we talked about. Um, Last thing I would like to touch on real quick is the D line. Um, You know, they obviously don't generate a ton of pressure. Um, They don't get the sacks. Um, Now I think it's worth saying because some people want to bring up the trades. Like, that was the case generally before. Sure. Um, it does feel like there's less pressure, which I would say is to be expected. But what is what is going on with that D line? And and I'm also curious. I, I flagged this the other day. Like when James went out compared to when FA came in. Like was there a, a another drop off with FA playing a little bit more and and the young guys coming in versus kind of the the more solid play of a James Smith Williams? Yeah, I mean, I think James is a good football player. So I think you it. And he's he's a solid football player. He does what he's supposed to do. And FA, you know, I think he had like a seventy-five pass rush grade in this game based on PFF because he does he creates pressure. The problem is he's kind of I don't want to say he's doing what he wants to do, but he's a little bit more. Yeah, he does a little more freelancey stuff. And his run run grade was like a twenty something. Yeah, and I think that's what you see. And I think with James, you know, he'd probably grade in the low sixties, high fifties, but he's going to do what he's supposed to do. He's going to be where he's supposed to be, and he's going to generate three to four pressures a game. And ultimately, like when you look at this, I think that the defensive production with the, with the four guys, so James, Payne, Allen, and Casey, is approximately the same as what it was when Chase was here, Chase and Montez. And that's going to sound crazy, but I think you're getting elevated play from John. And I think he ends up with a 75 pass rush grade, and he looks like John Allen. He's playing more confidently. You can tell him and Casey are communicating before the snap Casey's covering for him and John is more confident. And I think that's awesome. Um, I think there are still issues like with that group in terms of consistent communication and getting all four guys on the same page. Like there's the, um, there's the play. I mean, talk about being so close to being an explosive play. Casey um, Tuhill beats the, uh, the left tackle on a pass rush has a free run to the quarterback. And if there's any type of internal pressure there from John or Payne, then it's probably a sack fumble because the ball is out crazy. He steps up a little bit. Uh, Payne has gotten pushed out of his gap. There's a huge hole in the middle, and he scrambles for 15 yards. Thankfully, that's the drive that ends up in a um, ends up in the uh, del- intentional grounding, and they don't get any points out of it. But right. those types of things from this defense, it's just about getting that consistently with consistently with all four guys. So I think they're playing they're playing fine. You know, they're not playing great. I think John showed flashes of old John, so on the verge of greatness. Payne had a two TFLs, but I think the consistency from a pass rush standpoint hasn't been there. So that's really frustrating. But um, the, I think they're playing okay. And uh, that's that's kind of how this defense is playing. Like they're playing, you know, Jamin had 10 tackles and they were all pretty good. But 
you know, he doesn't make the, 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 he doesn't tip the ball on the, um, on the Tyler Lockett play. And is that his fault? Is that just kind of how things have been going for this defense? So I think, um, I think to fans, the fan perspective, it wasn't like they were playing great when Chase and Montez were here. And I think you're getting elevated play from John, which is really important. I think you're getting good play from Payne in the run game. I think those two guys on the edges are just playing more cohesively with those guys. And so as that goes, I think they're going to, I think you're going to get, better performances from those interior guys. We'll see if those edge guys can start having some more um, pass rush production as well. So, yeah, I think, I think that's the biggest thing is like playing fine, but you need production. And that's yeah. kind of like, I mean, that's the defense though. Yeah. That's the you got to You like, got to make plays. And this just isn't a defense with guys that are making plays. And that's going to be why they finish in the bottom five of everything. Um, yeah, you have and, to like NFL offenses are too good to not, make plays as a defense because like if you have to defend a full field every single drive you're gonna break down and it's just not gonna happen and yeah i think that's um, really good insight yeah for sure so that's i mean the unfortunate reality uh but that but, is that is where this defense is and i think about like what they identified this offseason the staff and they said oh we need to get more turnovers and that's 100 percent true and they just haven't been able to get it done and um you know i think you're kind of banking on forbes and you know, one thing we talked about, like if Forbes is in this game and he's matched up with DK, like because I, he had five snaps against DK and I thought he had a really good plan for him. So what does that look like over the course of the game? You know, when Benjamin, say, Juice would have been the nickel, Fuller would have been the other outside guy. I don't know if that's the difference in the game, but maybe, yeah. you know, like maybe that that's enough of, uh, of helping guys out, kind of being in the roles they prepped in the week. I, I wish they could replay that game to see, but um, yeah. It's, Do it uh, again this weekend. We don't yeah, want to watch the Giants. It's uh, yeah, seriously, jeez. <laughs>